2: Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. And Benjamin Richardson. Hello. Now, I wanted to get you guys together to just have a bit singing, dancing, and loving with Rockstar.
0: An
3: overabundance of Bens, but I think you can cope. You know
2: why not? The whole Ben cast. Uh, Rich reminded me that we did do a GTA Six podcast <laughs> the other week. My ailing memory didn't tell me that, so I planned another one. But Rockstar's good, and we all like Rockstar, so it's fine. And um, plus, I've been playing back through GTA Four, which sort of maybe subliminally gotten. In- yeah, I've been playing through Vice City recently mm-hmm. and been getting into LA in a while, so it's... Nice. So basically, I want to just kind of... Because you think about Rockstar, you know, you think about the Red Dead's, the GTA's, the whatever. Um, and I kind of just wanted to do a little roundup of the the games that they've released that maybe don't have as stellar a reputation as the likes of GTA 5 or GTA 3 or Vice City. Um, and I just wanted to open that up with um, GTA 4 because yes. that was so divisive <laughs> at the time. Um, it, was, it was so grey and just drab and I was
4: like... Come on, look. Vice City was so nice and happy and colourful, <laughs> and then we went a bit down there with San
3: Andreas. Mm-hmm. But San, then... San Andreas was outlandish. And it fun. was too much. So like, I'm yeah. going to eat a
4: burger, and now I'm going
3: to eat fat.
4: Yeah. But, like, four was just so, like, uh... Okay, it, so,
2: okay, but at the time, what were your, either of you guys' initial reactions to it? Because I really yeah. didn't like oh. it at
3: the time. I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing it, mm-hmm. but I felt like there was something missing. It right. definitely felt massively scaled back from San Andreas. Aesthetically, as, as you say, Ben, right, it was... Dull, it was dreary. I think I seem recall that uh game was advertised using uh, clips sliced together with. Do you know Phil Glass's uh, Kuyanis yep. Katsi? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that the point of that movie was to represent like the, the crushing, like at the weight of the city or the. Yeah, how, the how of, like taken yeah. over the world mm-hmm. and it wasn't supposed to be something that you wanted to be part of and mm-hmm. play around in. And yet that. And that was perfectly represented in GTA 4. Mm mm-hmm so it lost that sense of fun for my sure. whole thing
2: with 4 was like I mean I think I've got a couple of little things to sort of touch on like I think they went for a more serious tone I remember people comparing it at the time saying it was more like Michael more like Michael Mann than Michael Bay <laughs> um, and I remember like, like like you said coming off San Andreas where it was like you know jetpacks and over the top stuff and like massive stunts and diving along the fake Nevada desert and whatever and um, when you get to GTA well, 4 like living that sort of like semi-simulated life of this but, person coming to America that was really jarring Yeah, at the the, time.
3: the problem is is that they seem to get this for wrong around it they, they made the gameplay more realistic Mm. But I think I thought the story in San Andreas was perfectly good, right? I don't. I wouldn't say it was a immature, little escalation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly over the top, mm-hmm. but no more so than GTA 4s. And I, the, oh, I don't know. Well, oh, I don't know. GTA had the big problem with it—the the cognitive dissonance of a narrative dissonance. Sorry, with mm-hmm. um, Nico Bellic's vow to become a reformed man, and yeah, I want to advise, but just, like, <laughs> maybe when he gets to New York, maybe life will be different, mm-hmm. and, and it is. So long as he's in a cutscene, mm-hmm. but as soon
2: as he's outside the thing—the thing, it's the thing still is, carnage. like the, the thing that I've started to sort of like fall back in love with, because I've been through GTA four a couple of times over the years, but like I've gone back to it and really? this, this, like yeah okay well,
4: so it's, <laughs> it's a long game it just seems a bit like the whole way through it, but oh, okay. like, I've
2: gone back to it because they added it to backwards compatibility like a couple of years back sure. uh, or a little while ago anyway and I remember going back to it and like over time I've always tried to go back and sort of just drive around in that game get like a feel for it because we, we cover a lot of GTA GTA 6 and things that the new games can learn from the old ones and whatever um, but in this sort of like newer Rockstar landscape with um, Red Dead Redemption 2 um, you have that like if you apply that sort of idea of living a simulated life in a game if you play, play GTA 4 to its strengths like take your time go to the hot dog stands, get your health bag bit by bit, go hang out with your friends, live in New York. Like I think it helps because I've been to New York. Now well, I was going
3: well. to ask you that. Have you replayed it since...
2: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the playthrough that I'm doing at the minute, I've just started, like, the other weekend, and I've sort of, like, I've got, like, a, a good chunk through it, um, and it's, like, like I said, like, some of the landmark stuff helps, but I think the story that they were trying to tell, like, the, it is this massive commentary on the American dream, which, like, you could pick up on back at the, at the time, um, but I think coming off the uh, the 3D trilogy, which was known for being so ludicrous and over-the-top and had all these big, like, caricatured characters and everything, going, like, kind of reducing all that stuff down and only having a couple of over-the-top characters, like Brucey or Roman, um, they sort of got away from that, and the fact that Rockstar wanted to do this more serious One story about, like, what would an individual, how would someone view the American Dream if they were coming in from the outside and had a relative that was telling them about how brilliant it was? Only to find that it was fake. Wouldn't you say that's contrary to the original philosophy of GTA? Depends what you think the original philosophy. I thought thought
3: GTA was supposed to be satirical. Mm -hmm. It wasn't supposed to be. Commentary commentary, like a social commentary.
2: I think, I mean, if you go to the original ones, like the whole, uh, like the race and chase tech demo that became GTA yeah. and whatever, like, yeah, it was just like anarchy. I think they were like, that 90s and, mentality. And the gameplay was, was supposed really to well. reflect that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, you still have like the physics sandbox stuff in GTA 4. I thought um, the, the driving was, wasn't was fun at all. The driving's so weird. Um, yeah. Ben, what would you make of the driving initially? Did you get used to it? <laughs> it's one of those things where, I just took the cabs.
4: <laughs> really? I just took the cabs and I skipped the journeys because I was like.
2: Chase down this person, Nico.
4: Yeah, right, give me a minute. So you, just,
3: you skip 80% called the of the cabs. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end,
4: was, and then I just
3: like, nah, and just gave it to a friend and then right. just never got it back. Do you, See, what, I, well, go on. do you know what I thought one of the biggest problems with driving was? And this was a case where it, it became too detailed to be fun. You're right. constantly bumping into tiny little things, little low walls and little bollards. And yeah, and you just lie over. Basically, things I didn't previously litter the world because mm-hmm. it didn't have a high enough poly count. Mm-hmm. You know, it all really
2: adds to it and adds to the realism. But does it, it detract from the fun? Well, the absolutely. thing like that leads to things like failing a mission because you tipped your car over in the last, like, st- two minutes yeah. or whatever. But the, the thing with the driving, which is weird, which I kind of cottoned on to back in the day, but you, you can't gun it around every corner. Like, you do need to get... Like, each car is different, and you do need to play into the momentum and the physics of each um, See, car. You,
3: you could do that to an extent in Vice City. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the physics was realistic to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but not to the point that was hyper-realistic. Mm-hmm. It isn't trying to simulate real world, it's trying to produce us
2: like make it dramatic. Yeah, give you opportunities for more yeah. over the top stuff. Um, that's the thing though. Like if I sort of if you play into it and sort of like you go, like you kind of treat the whole game a bit slower. If you don't play it like that original three D pace and just kind of you know play into the character, play into the roles that they're trying to give you, and play it a bit more like Red Dead Redemption 2 Like there's a lot of things in that game that give you that sensibility. Like whether it's dialing things through the phone, you can like you know call the police yourself like manually. Like different sort of things that happen in the world, the world details and the fact that you can get drunk or whatever, fly out the windshield because you drove too fast. Like all those things kind of do make it way more. I, I think playing it now makes more sense than it Yeah, did I think that. that's
3: really fair enough because um uh, it's really fair. A lot of people playing that game mm. will be ones who played and enjoyed San Andreas, Vice mm-hmm. City and probably would have played in the exact same style Mm -hmm. because why wouldn't
2: they yeah well i think if if they because obviously it's on backwards compatibility but if they were to sort of go it's an hd remake or an a a 4k uptick or whatever and re-release it now it makes so much more sense in this like modern rockstar world and where like rockstar as a studio have grown up and have started doing more mature stories and have focused on immersion and detail like that it's
4: kind of weird it feels like that five was five should have been where four was and four Mm -hmm. should come out afterwards like the way that it went from that high ramp and sort of like that massive stop right now we're changing the pace where 5 seems more like a course correction
2: 5 for me was always them kind of going like oh god sorry okay we'll give you the crazy stuff again here's a character who eats people whatever Um, and that just kind of felt like they they didn't necessarily know what they were doing with GTA anymore Um, which is weird because that kind of makes 4 stand out as more of an anomaly itself like yeah like you said the colour palette's really brown and grey and the characters aren't really over the top you've kind of got to live with it for a good sort of 2 or 3 hours before the propulsion of the plot even kicks in Um, but I do love all the commentary that's in there on America and all the different things so it's more brown
3: than gray.
2: Yeah, probably. It's uh, <laughs> either way. It is very dull. Could you imagine Red Dead Redemption Two
4: making you go and like throw horseshoes at like a a, a pike for a while, like yeah. they did in GTA Four? Like mm-hmm. go bowling for a bit.
2: Mm-hmm well it's like even like yeah even like the little mini games the things that they sort of pepper in that you remember from San Andreas like just yeah. didn't it made you it evoked San Andreas and then you were like but where's all the fun over the top stuff and like that's not what GTA 4 was going for um, the Luder narrative dissonance stuff which is the disconnect between his his character um, as it is in gameplay versus the cutscene is totally there yeah. I mean like yeah there's a bit where he says like you know I promised myself I wasn't going to kill anybody and that comes after the first time you stab a guy for the first time um, but the mission straight after that is when you have to help um I forgot the, the name of the dude is uh, Little Jacob and you have to like help him in a, in a like drug deal gone wrong and you just headshot like four people because their little tutorial says by the way this is how you do a headshot and it's like he's just a mass murderer now but it's completely fine and well, it like, yeah, carries he on even between those scenes it. you can go on mass rampages yeah exactly um, which obviously they never really found a way to address other than maybe the, in, like. well Jason the introduced
3: try. character of Trevor to mm. try and Fit that role, which doesn't really make any sense to me because mm-hmm. you can do just the same with the other two characters mm-hmm.
2: anyway. But um, in terms of, like, yeah, for GTA 4, I think that, like, if you play now in, like, like I said, like, the sort of the post Red Dead world where you can sort of like go in with that more sort of immersive, slow paced approach, um, it totally works. Like, I would totally recommend GTA 4. It's, it's only benefited from the time since it was first released. And yeah, I think that it's are more you, than worth a you, shot.
4: Are you just seeing that game needs more time. It just Arthur. needed more time. I
2: think, yeah, I think their whole approach, uh, their whole attempt to like mature themselves back in the era yeah. when people just wanted bando was the worst possible time. But whatever. Uh, something else from um, around the 2000s is Bully, which was um, Benjamin's pick. It was my pick. I deferred on
3: Rockstar Presents Table Tennis. <laughs> I'm going for, for Bully now. Ben right? Mm-hmm. before we came in, you said you haven't finished bully and you got such actually a yeah let me let me lay the table quite, i want I, I want to know your
2: reasons for that first before yeah. i explain why you're wrong let, I, me, <laughs> let me let me let me lay some table because uh, the whole point with bully was because i tend to regard bully as rockstar's best one of their best games of all time I, I think a lot of people i actually do. agree yeah yeah but like them um, that's the thing though mentioning bully around the office and looking at it online a lot of people are quite divided on bully hence enter benroy
4: i just don't get the hype i, I played it when it came out <laughs> For a brief time, I didn't own it. It was back in time, like I just had borrowed it from a friend, mm-hmm. We played at the front house. But I just the whole going around the school thing for me just didn't suit. Maybe it's the maybe it's the age or something, or mm-hmm. maybe it was some of the other fantastic games like the Reservoir Dogs film game <laughs> that came out at the time that <laughs> took people's t- time away. But for uh. me, what I want from a rock star and the rock star wandering around is to go around a city, not be can, like, like the more a, open, not being confined to being stuff. a kid, and maybe. Maybe if something like that
2: came out now would be more up into Did it. You, were you not in high school back then, though? Because, like, part of the, the appeal for me was, like, the whole... Like, like, it reminds me of old Disney shows like Recess or, like, movies that were set in high school. It's like that idea of, like, living this sort of, like, quasi-high school fantasy. I didn't where... like school, though. <laughs> well, I no, like, yeah, but that was why Bully was great because you could, like, punch the jocks so or you could yeah. go and hang out with the different people have a snowball fight or go and do the Halloween tie-in or whatever. Yep. Like, See, I loved all that stuff.
3: I'm really interested by your answer, because I actually think Bully more than any game, condenses what's great about Rockstar into one really nice, uh, succinct package. Mm. Now, I bought it when it not long after it came out, but I actually left it on my shelf for a long, long time. I only got around to actually picking it up maybe four years back. Really? And I think it was the right time to get into it. Um, I loved it when I was in school, but yeah. The school thing definitely is, is a good point. It harkens back. I don't know if you ever saw a game on the Commodore 64 on the Spectrum called School... <laughs> it's not a silly on, question. It's called School Days. No. Um, which was set in a. No. You, I'm had, not to, you had to work to your knowledge. You had to w- walk around collecting these report cards, basically, whilst avoiding the teachers. And you <laughs> could, it's, you know, you could bully the other kids and you could use them to your advantage and stuff. And, and I think Rockstar took a lot of inspiration from that. Mm. It's, it's very much a British school transplanted into an American setting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the strengths of it, uh, you say you, didn't, you don't like the location of the school. I just, just,
4: the whole setting of just being, like, mainly being a kid at school just didn't get it for me.
3: Right, yeah, but I think you it, do eventually get to a town. I think, it, yeah, you do, and i, <laughs> well, I maybe I, it's because I didn't leave the school.
2: Well, well, you have to get there. It's like halfway through. It, right? gra- yeah. it gradually
3: on un, un, unfolds a little bit. I mm-hmm. actually think that setting is a lot more intimate and so is the story, mm-hmm. and so it's the fact that you're not this like outlandish killer. You're not a criminal. You're not someone who basically you can't necessarily relate to, mm-hmm. which I think is the case with. Can give someone one of those wrist burns. As yeah, well, as much as you can do. You can't relate to any of GTA's protagonists on in, unless you're do that sort of stuff in your life in <laughs> yeah. which case
2: you've we got eight balls great <laughs> yeah hanging out with you in a little chop shop
3: yeah yeah I, I'd say I'd say the vast majority of people who played Red Dead Redemption aren't cowboys true
4: fair I have four cowboy hats
3: but you're not, a, but not are wrong. you a cowboy but we all went to school yes. presumably at yes. some point and we can all get ourselves in that mindset and and the actual story it's telling is one that a lot of us will have experienced mm-hmm. the idea of trying to fit in at school mm-hmm. the idea of you know being bullied uh, getting you're on back of them, yeah. in, yeah. I think also Bully, it, it suffered from its reputation pre-release. The word so, bully,
2: would like, inflamed a lot of people, yeah. Well, it,
3: it was released in the UK as kind of, kind of made it. Yep. I can't remember if that was a legal issue, more than...
2: Oh, God, it was, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it was a
3: legal thing. I
2: it came from the whole Jack Thompson, everyone campaigning against the So the it, it was not
3: long after the whole uh, hot coffee controversy with San Andreas, I, I'm sure everybody's familiar, yeah, the, yeah. the mod that allowed you Yeah. Do on. the do! Yeah, do the do with a, a woman. <laughs> um, and as soon as people knew about Rockstar making a game called Bully, you mm-hmm. immediately got the wrong end of the stick, assumed you can go around. It, basically, it would glorify picking on people and bullying. And mm-hmm. there was, uh, I think, one group called Peaceaholics who said it um, glorified and trivialised bullying. I actually right. think it's a little rich coming from a, a, a lobby that, whose very name arguably trivialises addiction. But anyway. Benjamin slams Peaceaholic. I'm sure, I'm sure we do a lot of good work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for Hearts and right place. Mm-hmm. But that simply wasn't the case. Anyone who's played Bully can attest that. Jimmy Hopkins. You're in the middle of a hierarchy. Yeah, he's, like, he, yeah. He arrives at the school with a suggestion that he's being expelled from mm-hmm. his previous and everyone prior to that, like several times, and he's trying to go on the right track. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to play in that way at all. In an actual nope. fact, as you say, he, he definitely is on
2: the, the bottom end of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Um you I always love that stuff though. Like, I love that, like, because for me, at the very beginning, like, one of the best things about Bully is the score, and it kind of has this like real like mischievous sensibility. Like, yeah. I absolutely adore the soundtrack. It kind of almost reminds me a bit of like Harry Potter. It's a bit. Like it's creepy. like the Beano
3: It makes me think of the yeah, yeah, totally. It's, yeah. yeah, it's
2: like the Beano You get like your skateboard and your slingshot, and it's it's sort of that like little rascals approach to high school, and um, which a lot of us saw, like I said, in different TV shows and movie depictions and everything. And it was like it was their way of applying the kind of like you know the quasi GTA mold, but like to this sort of like oh you little scamp style, like huh. you know hanging out in high school, like slingshot on the teachers, and then getting chased after by the head teacher as you ran away like i remember trying because you can hit the teacher this <laughs> is ludicrous but you can hit the teachers with a baseball bat and then if you run away fast enough you can get away with it again and but they don't remember uh they don't remember uh, three repercussions,
3: well repercussions are more sensible and again more relatable you get mm. put into tension mm-hmm. you know and you can't and what that means is you are restricted. you can't go out mm-hmm. after school and again it's something we all understand i actually think in terms of pure gameplay it doesn't have any of that bloat which just came with later Rockstar games like they drive world, all the way to the thing yeah the world the is thing. an absolutely perfect size and one of the reasons for that is that you don't have vehicles as such you mm-hmm. have a bike you get a BMX and a skateboard tell you yeah. get in the bike you get you really get that that violation the sense of freedom mm-hmm. that you know that games used to give you when you'd Getting your more de- transportation—it nails that perfectly. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get to explore, uh, was it Bulworth Phil and Bulworth Town? And yeah,
2: there's like there's a whole bit on the beach. There's like there's the beach party still happening. I think there's like a festival comes. To there's town a fairground. And- fairground, yeah. And you up, just you're
3: like- going on a date with I think it's one of your girls in the school who's I think it's a lady of your choice. Well, not I actually think it's one of the girls who's similarly like awkward and doesn't quite fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, that's a really nice thing. That's again, romance is not something re- uh, rockstar have explored particularly well. Mm. In uh, certainly GTA, it's usually been in terms of like a mini game where you get a reward for it, mm-hmm. like women. You the can totally
2: do um, same-sex relationships oh. as well. You, you can, can as totally well. Yeah, at the time. Well, but, women women yeah. have
3: generally been used as objects or rewards in mm-hmm. other, other rockstar games, but mm-hmm. that's not the case in Bully. Mm-hmm.
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that. With Masterclass, with Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200-plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology, as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. I'll see you all soon.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a great, Strempe. It. But it's like in terms, like I said, it, it kind of has charm, which like GTA games it, are a lot have so much charm.
4: what confines you from going to these other, other areas straight away? You door. have to, it's
2: it's. All the yeah, gates to the academy close. The school and <laughs> you're like I can't it, get over it's, there. It's, it's a sense of progression because I, I, I imagine there's not going to be like an exploded well, have, bridge or anything. No, like that. Like, I mean you have dorms, so like the whole you, know, you have like a routine. You have lessons to go to. that You yeah. can jump out or skimp out on, and uh, you have like a place to stay and live. And there's a vending machine and people to hang out with. So you're kind of to like honest, you know that is your world for the, the first half. Of what it. what I
3: would say about bullies, but the actual school aspect of it sort of drifts
2: away as the more you go mm. on and becomes more based. But well, it can. What's going you still get benefits if you do stick to your schedule. Well,
3: see, I'm such an academically minded person and so conscientious. (laughs) but I did all my lessons First, right, like, I right. got all my homework out of the way at the start of the game <laughs> so I could then go and play. Because
2: wow. <laughs> you do when you get the you can do like a paper round when you get your BMX, you, yeah, like you hang can out do quite lo- loads of little odd jobs you can do, mm. like lawn mowing and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, r- which sounds so ludicrously unfun, but like there's something about living that life of like you know, you're, you're called Jimmy Hopkins, you have like a really you know, like a, a stand, like I said, like a standard little rascal, there's a nice rounded sort of name, and the character and the design of Jimmy himself is this sort of like you know, freckled ginger kid who's just trying to fit he's, in. He's, and do an, everything. he's an archetypal, he is the archetypal bino buddy. yeah he looks yeah. like someone that they like they yeah, were, you know like it's, it's, it's the like a bash street kids that's mm.
3: what it is the
4: more you say it, it probably was they just looked at the bino and it's like yeah we can yeah. just do something with that to be honest, that's ben, right, is... i think
3: you'd really enjoy it if you revisited it now. yeah i, I think... really i really think it appealed to you
2: mm-hmm. i think it's like it, it it's plays just... extremely well i think um, and it is on the, the um, ps4 well, I, I, I was
3: playing the ps2 version i actually i didn't find it difficult getting mm. back into that at all how mm-hmm. long ago was you playing the ps2 this was in 2014. Okay,
2: I've got it on PS4, downloaded on as the PS2 version downloaded, and on the Game Pass. For I, I almost
3: recording. think the scholarship edition maybe looks a little clean. They liking. added some stuff to that, which I thought was yeah. A they too- added, they added some new lessons. Art, yeah. I think.
2: Mm-hmm. And possibly music, something like that. The thing, the thing is, like I doubt you guys played uh, Prisoner of War on the PS2. I didn't, um, was... but that no. was a game I've mentioned on other on an old podcast as well. But like that game, you had a schedule. It was like you know you were trying to survive in this sort of POW camp, but alongside like doing your daily chores and whatever, you could slowly mount an escape plan. Like alongside, you could sneak out at nighttime and go get a wrench and slowly nice. like learn how to sort of like escape. Or whatever. Do you ever
3: play a board game called Escape from Colditz? Uh, no, but I know what that it is. Sounds very similar to mm-hmm. that, yeah.
2: But I it that idea of like doing like a mechanic alongside a schedule? Like the schedule sort of roots you in like certain sort of stables that you have to stick to, but then you have things alongside. I think it lets you live as that character in a way that the other Rockstar games don't, and they moved away from that. I think Bully's the only game they have that has a what do scheduling we,
3: system. Would we agree that Bully's perhaps not underrated more than it is misunderstood?
2: it's just weird I mean for me like Maybe I, underplayed. it's definitely critically rated very yeah. well and like I, I've always regarded it as one of Rockstar's absolute best but like when you sort of like start looking online and like cast the wide net like a few people like did bounce off it yeah. um, and it is interesting because like yeah like for me the, the bubble of friends that I had growing up we all loved it we all traded stories about it and everything um, but I, like I said it's not held up there with Vice I, City I don't, and GTA 3 I wonder
3: why, why they've been so resistant to mm. producing a sequel can well you, that's a point what we're next
4: Put putting a game out now called Bully just, just like. Well, that's yeah. the, that, that's yeah, yeah. maybe
3: why. It's a, it's I the think, issue. Yeah, I think like as the sort of. But like... then again, can you imagine putting a game out called Grand Theft Auto, yeah where you
2: go stealing cars and killing people? I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like a product of the '90s, like it's that sort of like more extreme hangover from different titles. It's not, but you, it's get not like with. you kill people, boy. No, I mean, you're you're just, you just know, you fire rubber bands at them. You can fire rubber bands so... at them. You can <laughs> give them a wedgie. You can lock them in a locker. Like that's, yeah. you know, it's all very like you can stuff them in a bin. You stuff them in a bin. You put their head in a toilet and do a lot of that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that just sort of it is very playful, it is very like I guess it's very charming. I think if you went back to it now, it's like mis- it's mischievous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like being distanced from what like th- what they were known for, like all these sort of gritty crime capers or big overblown, like city based chaos stuff, um, shrink all that down and focus on what they did well. Like the script is immaculate, the characters are so it's, good The voice acting so, so good as funny as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like I, I think like it shines as a as an example of like a really well written. So what I mean star it's the, it's Rockstar, the best. Mm. All the things you've mentioned there are the things Rockstar are good at. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe in the January lull. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, for the rest of this year, we're pretty dumb swamped. Um, Benro, your pick was Max Payne 3, which is such a good shout. See, Max
4: Payne, like for me... Max Payne? Max Payne. The series was so perfect with Remedy and then they got their second shot at it and they Mm. joined with Rockstar. But by joining with them, they they signed away all of Max Payne to Rockstar. And then you thought, oh, well, that's it now. We're never going to get another one. Then we finally do get Max Payne 3. And you first see it, like, this is... A weird, different color palette. What, what? What is this? Why is he not in the dark? Bald with a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it's, it's why so without... is he bald? Of her... Why I'm is he Jules? Mm-hmm. And why is he not in New York City? <laughs> why isn't he Sam Lake? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they,
2: they kind of ditched the Sam Lake thing in two, but like in, well, in, true, in three, yeah, he's bald. Not... He looks like yeah. Bruce Willis. Like, yeah. But then you
4: find out that they're trying to do different things with this. Like, uh, I can't remember if it's before or afters, but you remember Kane Lynch too when mm-hmm. they did the weird VF, VHS sort of effect on, which is a great look. And they were trying to go for this sort of another look good look with this sort of thing, like flashes across the screen very Tony Scott
2: like man on fire type stuff
4: yeah and from there like it just takes like what could be just a a boring like open set piece like shooting a few guys in this rich hotel and just like making it more alive and more like oh I'm going to engage with this Mm -hmm. and now you're dealing with a Max Payne who's like properly probably just addicted to pills and alcohol and he just needs this stuff Mm -hmm. to keep going and he's just like it, is that,
3: sorry, is that related to him using painkillers in the first two? Yeah, games he's now done yeah, them. Yeah, now on. now this
4: is now all, this, all that thing that you've been doing to go through these firefights. That's now got him addicted. So mm-hmm. now you're trying to get through this as someone who's like. Giving it all up, he's not a detective anymore. Really, he's just now looking after some rich kids that mm. he just despises. All, this, all the commentary
2: that he brings out about like being saddled with these sort of like um, you know like made in Chelsea, made in Essex types. that are just like, I have got this party lifestyle, and someone asks him like, is he having a good time or something? And he's just sort of like, I'm standing in a club, I'm drunk, and I'm armed. Like, what do you think? Or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so many fantastic lines like that.
4: Imagine just li- sit, stand next to someone and listen to him, like. You want to say something. He just says what he wants to say (laughs) because he knows he's got the guns and also he's looking for them, looking after them. They Mm -hmm. might go every now and then hey, remember, we're paying you he's just like oh, i don't care i'm just uh pills uh sort of thing Pills here he's
2: still very stylish like as much yeah. as they because they do show him what he's like away from everybody like when he has to be in public he's mostly holding himself together like he's does yeah he stumbles a little bit like as the game kind of goes on but and the game opens but like the game opens with him in his uh, homestead or whatever like in his apartment just completely out of it just in like his boxer shorts and a tank top just like swigging vodka or whatever it is so um having the painkillers i think narratively you've Draw me in there. Oh, it's, he's a wreck, and it's in, great.
3: In, in the same way, you weren't necessarily uh, inspired by Bully. I, something about Max Payne Three. I was looking at it and thinking, it looks like another generic third-person mm. action um, shooter. I mean, it did have a multiplayer
4: mode in it as well. The multiplayer, <laughs> uh, the multiplayer's
2: is weird because they managed to make bullet time work in multiplayer, which like I, it was a really cool idea. But like for Max Payne Three overall, that game suffered so much from mismarketing. Like I think, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'd like yeah, Ben yeah. Ray to sell me on the gameplay. Mm. Yep. So.
3: <laughs> it's weird it's I like, can't if
2: you
4: can at, at points <laughs> at points you'd get to bits where it's just like there's just a hundred guys and they're just shouting at me and shooting at me but like it took well away from like before you were encouraged to just jump straight in and max paint. like you would encourage like ah screw it I'm just gonna well, you got the bullet r- time as well uns- so it didn't and, really matter and a lot of the first two were strafing around people this one like the cover shooting actually kind of worked mm-hmm. because unlike say like, other games at the time like, you know you had your Gears of Wars that are uh, uh, popularizing like you know uh based shooting like these guys take a thousand bullets with Max Payne like he kind of reacted to like, getting shot and like you know he needs to take the cover mm. and only when you would like jump out and do bullet time that's when you really like had the time to do it, it made it more special rather than mm. just like jump 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 sure it's cool to do a bullet time a hundred times in a level but when you get to do it in this game like
2: it actually means something because like some of the are still. That, like, it's really raw. The thing that like really brings it together, because I went back through. Like I was one of those people who hated the initial look of it, because I was yeah. like, he's a Hawaiian shirt, he's got he's shaved his hair off. I was like, what the hell are they doing? And It feels like this big drastic reimagining, but it's all in purpose, in service of the character. And it's all when he finally does that in the game, when he decides to shave his hair off and wear the Hawaiian shirt. It's because he's completely sardonic and, and black humor, and he's just laughing at himself. He's like, look how far I've fallen. Look yeah. how ridiculous That's this why is. shift, man? Well, exactly. And he's yeah. just sort of like, his whole thing is that he's like, he refers to himself as this dumb gringo with a gun or whatever. And he's just like, all he's trying to do is just get paid and make it through life. And he's completely lost. And like, the way that they translate that into the gameplay is that they have this immaculate physics engine, um, which is the rage engine that they did in GTA 4. But like, Max's weight, like every one of his movements, he won't just twitch and move the other way. He has to move like lead and turn around do, do jump you know off it's the ground. It's kind of like a, a deliberate it's like,
4: so good. uh, fighting. him you put you input the, the buttons and then he has to do those moves yeah. before he can then carry on. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of get, get into the mindset where you are See, thinking about that it sounds,
3: That sounds great for that side sort of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you mention the rage engine, I'm thinking one of the things that put me, I didn't like about GTA 4 and 5 was the weightiness of the character. Oh, really? How it felt like you said, oh, I always stumbling about Oh, you'll I mean like Max
2: Payne 3 there because it's that to like times. But back.
3: I don't necessarily mind that in a game that's... By
2: action-oriented, the thing that the thing that they do in is like, because like like Ben Roy said, in Max Payne one and two, you were like you know diving somewhere, knowing that you were completely safe, taking yeah. everybody down and landing on the floor. In Max Payne three, when you choose to jump out, you're it feels like you would in a real gunfight. Like this is a massive risk if I dive out in front of everybody, but because of the weight that you have and like, I mean, it, you know, it, it can like, pay off. It sounds like that parallels the narrative. Idea of Max Payne's vulnerability. Yes, and it's, service, that's the yeah. thing that I completely fell in love with. Again, if you apply that sort of more mature lens to it, like obviously we've all grown up as, as people and Rockstar have matured as a studio. Some of us, yeah. Um, <laughs> <some> <laughs> of us. But like, you know, they were planting seeds for this sort of like mature kind of revolution, renaissance, whatever, like over time. Um, and yeah, you go back to Max Payne 3, and like for me, all of its elements reinforce one another. Like he is this sort of completely broken individual who, has, who still has a great witty mind. Like his dialogue, it, it,
4: the script is so good for like, it. Like, sure, in the first two, he would make a massacre sound like a painting, mm. but in this one, like, it was just so... Th- the loss of his like, trademark coolness, it was just like, ah, I'm just going to shoot you now. Boom. Sort of like that. It was like, <laughs> oh, he's really fallen so far. Like He's lost whatever, sort of like, he, he was a cool like, detective. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just trying to get away and earn no. some money and see what happens. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know the details of the production. Was uh, Sami Yarvi, uh, Samlik, did he write...
2: Uh, no, I it involved it. It at all. It was uh, it was it was Rockstar's first one, okay. um, I think. Still written by Sam and Dan. Um, I would assume it was the houses, um, but you can like mostly tell. It feels it, it's good though because it feels like them, you know, carrying on a project that was given to them or they had a hand in beforehand. Um, and plus, yeah, like, just it feels to, like sounds to me like they've been quite respectful. To the source, yeah, yeah, totally. It, I mean, the, the arc that he goes on makes like perfect sense, and like and like I said, if you play it in its entirety, when he becomes the version that we first saw in the initial first screenshots, you totally get why he's doing it, and you're totally with him. Um, also, they they um, you know they include a whole bunch sections that are in that are set in new york which like they should have opened with back when the game was first revealed um because those things are in there history think, Mark, yeah, and everything they should have showed there. max burn
3: yeah what
0: people were expecting mm-hmm.
2: i was about to say like they, when they do go back it's
4: kind of like well maybe i did want this game like maybe right. i did want to see a game fully in new york mm-hmm. to, to see what it's like but i think it complements it enough with uh the, favel- the favelas that mm-hmm. almost I always have trouble saying favelas. The favelas, like at
2: that time, I think a lot of games are trying to go for that sort of like different setting. I, think. Mm. I, think I mean, it has like
4: Call of Duties were going there and everything like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, something like that. Like they run the risk of like like a sitcom taking the characters from the place you know and love, and the reason you started watching the show, and just putting them in some other location. Um, but like I said, they they could do the flashbacks. They point out why he left New York, like what he was going for, and then he ends up in this sort of like not like this dead end job, but he's looking after these celebrities, and they get to then you know channel the standard rock star like GTA commentary stuff of like Max's opinion on. The the nightlife and the, you know, the, the sort of like yeah, the drug culture and everything else. And like he's just, he's such a phenomenal character anyway but the way that they really make him hit rock bottom and like,
4: it's just so well done. And in his own words, he's a dime store angel of death. Yes, which <laughs> like is one of he's... the best
2: absolute best lines.
4: And another line which I love, like you play a lot of games where you're shooting people that do not speak uh, the, the same language as the character. Mm-hmm. And then this one, he actually goes, why He just shouts, up, Why are you shouting at me? <laughs> I do not understand. And he starts shouting back, shooting back at him. I don't get it. Yeah. As all great. these people were just shouting and shooting him with
3: AKs and Uzis. Like, it was like, Yes, just like so he, acknowledge he, it for once. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he has the, the like, the, the witty dialogue of a nerf and direct, but with the correct motivation. Yeah, I would say it's it's For yeah destruction. It's,
2: it's way more sardonic. It reminds me a lot more of like a stand-up routine. It reminds me of like Doug like Doug Stanhope like yeah. if someone like Doug Stanhope like, had a couple of pistols. Yeah, 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 totally. And it's like he knows that he's not worth anything, and like his opening monologue is this whole thing about him being this dime store merchant of death, uh,
3: and therefore prepared to
2: put his body and life on yeah. the and line. Yeah, and he's just like, what what even so am I like, is, Yeah, and he's great, like after yeah. considering what he's been through. Obviously, he didn't get his family back, and that was what Max Payne Two was like coming to, to coming to terms with it. And then Mona's kind of left him and whatever. So like in Max Payne Three, he's like, well, I have a set of skills and i guess that's kind of all i can be so i might as well just lend myself out and do these things um and just yeah i think it's some of rockstar's best writing like all three of these games have had some of the best scripts that they've done and like obviously everyone holds up like red dead one and two is like the, yeah. some of the best written rockstar games but they've always had little highlights of it beforehand even though they kind of get overshadowed with the more open world crime stuff so yeah it's a nice little smattering of things yeah, it's sold me on max pen get it play I I, bully well, it's accessible. It's <laughs> on <some laughs> PS4, isn't it?
4: So
3: I can easily just yeah, download you're it. Gonna, should, you're we'll, gonna
2: play Bully. We should do a thing. We'll, uh, we can reconvene with this. Uh, you should totally play Bully, and you should totally play the other one, well, Max Payne And also, next time we reconvene,
3: I, I probably will have finished Eleanor. I know it's mm. Team Bondi, but just uh, I had a big hand in it, though. But it uh, being just in preparation for playing uh, Telling Lies. The, mm. You know the San Barlow sequel. I've been mm-hmm. getting back into some detective games. Mm-hmm.
2: May I recommend the Sherlock Holmes games? You may. Good. I, I've
3: heard good things. I've been replaying Return of Yobradin which I think you we'll agree is one do, of the best games of last we'll year.
2: Do a whole separate podcast on bloody good detective games. We should. Yes. We
3: should. I already, I already know what's gonna, what I'm gonna like and not like about Lenoir. LA <laughs> I can tell you now. Some of the things we've mentioned here mm. amongst them. Just don't, it's, just don't shout at
4: anyone when you don't mean to. <laughs> I yeah, uh, yeah, Try already, to not, see, not do that. I've
3: already done that, and I, I was, ex- <laughs> and I was expecting some repercussions, and the game just made me do it again.
2: Yep, that's the, this, that's the thing that made me absolutely hate Eleanor. It, it pulled yeah. me out of the immersion. Completely. We'll, we'll do, the boy, yeah. we'll do it in the pod. We'll do it in the pod because I know that Josh absolutely loves Eleanor. And I'm so doing so you it as well, so yeah. At some point, we'll do a thing, and I know that Eleanor tends to divide a lot of people as well. Either you adore it or you tend to kind of bounce off. it. It is for bit. me. It is for me, definitely, mm-hmm. like thematically. I'll say fine up until that last pit
4: in the game but I won't say because you've not played it thank
2: you true this is a good one we can hand over to the comments in terms of because we're going to title this something to do with rock stars unsung heroes or hidden gems or whatever um, so yeah let us know what we think down in the comments below of the different ones that we picked and what your general thoughts are on something like LA Noir as well For now though this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host Scott Taylor for joined by Ben Roy Turner goodbye and Benjamin Richardson thank you I'll goodbye. catch you next time bye bye